a super you use like. Your palm. I'm gonna use my palm on this one. <laughs> a super like is when um, you so if you have a regular Tinder account, you get one super oh, like. Every, oh, this is a real thing. <laughs> every 24 hours, yeah. And so the way the super like goes is like if I swipe right on a girl and she has a regular account. She won't know that I swiped right on her until she swipes right on me and we match. Right. But with a super right. like, they mm. know right away. So it's like, what up? This guy really likes you. And so that means I, I can like break break through and she'll actually know that I like her without right. having decided whether or not she likes me. You dig? And so can you get like extra super swipes if you like mine for coins? Like with like Bitcoin or something? <laughs> you can get... You can and like get, Slay a Dragon or something? I've paid for Tinder Gold. Tinder Gold, which is... Is it uh, Tinder Platinum though? I think you should uh, get they Platinum. They might have man. Platinum. They might have Platinum, dog. But I, <laughs> I paid 30 bucks for the gold uh, a couple times over the years. And when you do that, bro, you get five super likes a day. So you can really now, just... You know what this tells me though? The fact that, the fact that they give you one a day free... It means it's just a lot of it's a lot of fucking going on. I mean, <laughs> if you get like a super like one a day, like that's a whole lot of people, you know. What well, just because I super like him doesn't mean they're gonna bang me though. I thought you. I'm talking to one huevos, right, bro? I wish. Uh, I wish I. You know, I I'm one of those people who's uh, better uh, in real life. You know, so it's hard for me to sell myself. Uh, based on images and a witty bio alone. I'm actually quite the sleeper uh, on there. I'm not very popular. That's why I got to super like these girls to get their attention in order to to make things pop off. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, well, I'm, I'm learning some things, man. It's been a while. Yeah, right know. on. I, I, you know. It's been a long while. How long have you, how long have you been off the market? Uh... I guess eight. 10 years, something like that. Eight, 10 years. Your wife would, would probably hope that you, you had an exact number on that one. I mean, there's like the, when we... Uh, Remember that uh, time we all went to the strip club? That was yeah. dope. You know, I started recording like five minutes ago, right? No, it's all good. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I have, I, it has been known that I have been inside a strip club before. It's, with, it's, with your wife? Yeah. She wasn't my wife yet. I know, which makes it even makes it even better. And I know I didn't even have to tip or nothing, man. It was like, ha <laughs> 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 ha, yeah. No, uh, we all... We, I, <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did some tipping that that um, that evening and had myself quite an adventure. <laughs> it was that was a that was a spectacular night, man. It, it really was. was. It really multifaceted was. and and uh, it was definitely multifaceted. There was a lot of um, a lot of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Facets. Yeah, no, there were facets. <laughs> there, I wanted to say there was a lot of different uh, demonstrations going on. I don't even know how hmm. to put it, but. Um, I'd say we uh, we got our money's worth. Yeah, we got our money's worth. It was like it was a cultural experience. It was. It was for me in particular. That was my first time. Uh, that was my first time going there. Ah, uh, well, it doesn't exist anymore. So you you had something special. I did. I did. I did. Man, wow. Yeah. Um, hmm. So uh, I'm here with. By the way, what are we gonna? Are we gonna call you uh, by your name? Name? Are we gonna call you MGL? What? Um. What? What do you want to go by on this thing? I mean, for if, if we're talking about Prince, we can. I can be Mark. Okay. You know. All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, last name. Last name. Cool. Or are we? Are we keeping that out of this? No, nah, my my last name is Little. Yeah. Word up. Hell yeah. That's right. It is. All right. So. Welcome <laughs> to episode negative one of the Prince panel. My name is Juan Huevos. I'm here with Mark Little. We are missing uh, our third co-host, the inimitable Sherlet Ammons, could not make it today. This was actually going to be uh, episode zero. 
sort of the prequel to what we're going to be doing here. And now we're kind of doing a prequel, prequel, the prelude to the prequel here today. And we're just going to kind of warm things up. And y'all can think of this almost as a trailer of what's to come. But essentially, we are three longtime friends. We all kind of met some different ways. And we'll be talking about that on the next episode. But we're all diehard Prince fans. And I kind of like corralled us together to get this show popping off where uh, we talk about Prince. What do you think about that, Mark? I love Prince, man. I'm yeah. a diehard Prince fan, like you said. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I really want to get into this, but I, I feel bad that um, Charlotte is not here because I'm already feeling the vibe of this and I'm feeling good. And I feel like yeah. we could just like take off and do our own episode and we kind of acted like we weren't going to do that. But here, how about this? We could, I'm not, you know what I was thinking about? You said this was minus one. I was thinking about how many people even know about negative numbers. You know, I feel like a lot of people slept on that part of math class and just kind of forgot about it. So people might not even really get that that's like less than zero. Do you um, do you want to give us a breakdown? So the way I like to think about it is if you owe something, right? It's like if you got something that's positive. So if you got 10 bucks, you got $1, you got a dollar. If you don't have any money, you don't, you're at zero, episode zero. But if you owe somebody some money, then that's negative, right? We're okay. in the red. So, so this is like we we owe somebody right now. Damn, who do we're we? We're paying some people back. Who do we owe? I feel like if anything, Charlotte owes us uh, an episode because she's not here. <laughs> then, well, she she's got to record her own negative one episode, and then we'll that'll round us back out to zero, and then we can pick up where we left off. But no, that's just that'll be negative three. Oh, bruh. I, you know, man. Once I uh, once I stopped going to school, I pretty much turned off the math switch. So. I pretty much really only know like uh, street math now. You know what I mean? Thug math. That's uh, I mean like sixteen bars. Yeah, kind of sixteen bars. Uh, you know, a kilo is a thousand grams. Uh, you know, things of that nature. Oh, oh okay, okay, a thousand kilo. Okay, it's basically good, good. it's not so much. Um, I hate that I said thug now, and I kind of want to re- replace that because I, what I want to say is I, I kind of know like rap math. You know, I know the math right. that they talk about in rap songs. Those are the right, numbers right. Uh, that I know. You know, and they use they use metric system. Um, I've noticed it's been interesting because I, you know, I thought they maybe use like pounds and and ounces and well, quarts. They do they do that too. And, and pints. I, I would like, say, yo, uh, let me get a pint, man. Let me get a, a quart. <laughs> let me get a pint of chronic. It's um, it's it's uh, there's a lot of different measurements in hip hop. In fact, um, remember when uh, remember when uh, it was a big deal to get uh, five mics in the source. Remember when that was like the the hip hop uh like maximum achievement yeah it's not anymore um it might be i don't really you, got six, you can get six mics now i don't really mess with uh you know print magazines all that much except when i like steal a new yorker from a waiting room so i don't really know what's good with that a waiting room like a Wait, waiting room what, like a the like waiting a, rooms i go to man they have like cosmo and uh what's like the junior cosmo for like young lady miss miss or uh, know, 17 17 and miss dot like MS and then the Bro, dot. they don't have they New have Yorker, man. You need to go to some classier nah. waiting rooms, dog. Nah, man. New Yorker, nah. You know, when I was little, I used to go to the library and get the uh, the compilation of New Yorker cartoons. Yeah, dude. I was just thinking about those. Because, you know, also, you know, we vibe on like co- comics and like cartoons. In particular, like, I mean, there's comics, you know, like comic books, but like, there's not that many people vibe on cartoons. Like, you know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, yeah. Calvin and Hobbes, like all this stuff, man. Well, and bro, the you know the thing about the New Yorker style is um, it's those one panels, you know, those one panel hits typically. Yep. So like far side style. So you really got to yeah. you got to pack a lot into that. You know, it's basically you have like a sentence to tell a joke, and you really got to get that visual matched up with that dialogue. The thing that upset me about those cartoons though is the the font of the caption. Oh, you don't like that. that? You don't like that font? No, man. I hate the New Yorker like italics cartoon font yeah I don't like it's it. like uh yeah it's like kind of like a fun font but it's leaning to the side it's not fun man because it's like a cartoon like i feel like there's people who their whole job is lettering you know and the new yorker took that out they took that away from people it's just i don't like that hmm damn bro that's deep man we could start a whole bro do you think there's a new yorker cartoon podcast not yet and dude, are we going to let people know in this very, very first negative episode how <laughs> just quite how nerdy we are? Because we just got real nerdy with it, dude. I want to tell uh, the story of how we met, but I feel like we got to save that. We got to save that for, uh, for when yeah, she lets here. We can do the origin stories, speaking of comics. And we can, we can talk about um, filming a video, a class video at your, uh, at your house, too. We can talk about that later, too. Yo, dude, I have that VHS tape, bro. I have it. We could literally, yep. we could watch that. We're, we look crazy too. Like <laughs> your 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 face is is interesting. You look younger now than you did then. You had like an old man face like back in the day when you were like looking. I real appreciate that. Look, <laughs> when you were looking real serious, you remember we had Big Mel's dad walking in the background. <laughs> man, I need to watch it. I forgot he was in it, <laughs> bro. It's deep, man. Freddie Rice is in it, man. He's got like a he's got Freddie like a, Rice like a lisp and um a little little bad haircut. And um, I look like shit. I always feel like I look terrible. And uh, I had like gelled hair and, and braces and stuff. I was still trying to bring my California vibes uh, to the table. You were, you were a little thin. You were a little thin back then. I'm a little thin now too, man. Now you're 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 sinewy. You're like, um, yo, you're like Robert De Niro and Taxi Driver. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> Bro, I'm blushing right now, man. I appreciate that so much. Uh, and only you would. I mean, have you seen that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to remember what his name is in that. Um, it's like a distinct name, uh, probably just because of the movie. But yeah, man, I uh, <laughs> man, I take that as a I take that as a compliment. Well, good, good. I mean, no, I mean you're you're, yeah. Anyway, you were thin back then. Well, thank yeah, you. I would and not call I'm you thin you. now. I like that. I like <laughs> you're that. You're thin. Yeah, you're like like rippling, like tight, like a Bro. pistol, like a. Oh yes, yes. I love you this. Know? I love this. Um, so one thing I wanted to talk to you about, not necessarily on the show, we could do this off air, but I was thinking, you know, on my, um, my other podcast, uh, Corona Toast, which is about to go through a big rebrand and get called something else entirely. But I got these pads. I, I, I had, you know, I'll be hitting the Chris Tucker with the, damn. and the, damn. and also the, God damn. but I was trying to think of what the, the Prince sound bites could be. So for example, mm. I feel like in the song Kiss... There's like a, uh, right? Yep. So I feel like it'd be good. I could have a little pad. I could be like, uh, uh, uh. and um, I wanted to have um, from Purple Rain. I wanted to take that chunk where he's like, how do y'all know? And you just have that. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, like, whenever yeah, yeah. it says something like deep, I could drop that. But you know what you need to get? I know you hate this album, but the Rainbow Children album, those interludes where it's like it's not the it's rainbow like children that i hate it's raven to the joy that i hate well look you you've been sleeping on the one you're sleeping on rainbow children those interludes 
this like it's like you know he's already got a bass voice when he's talking, but then it has like a his like the distortion on it makes it even double. The accurate understanding of God and His law. They went about the work of building a new nation. Yeah, like, rah, yeah, rah, rah, rah. like we could like I've, there's got to be something good in there, even if it's just like, rah, you know. Yeah, there's <laughs> probably something. something from uh from Bob George that would be funny. Um, probably inappropriate, uh, but definitely funny. Um, yeah, just like little prints, like little sounds and grunts and moans, but also like snippets from songs, uh, various little lines. Ooh, what about from the extended version of um, uh, Scandalous Sex Suite? Oh, bruh. Yeah, like got, some of his little monologues in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But dude, my favorite uh, my favorite thing, and I will definitely be talking about Scandalous on this show, so spoiler alert, but... Um, man, man, we got to be careful with that one. Dude, the best line is... Uh, and I, I feel like I've like always wanted to say this to a, to a woman, and I never have, but when he goes, Oh, girl, the things you make me do. Genius is the only way to describe you. <laughs> yes, so yeah. <laughs> oh my god! You know those are the yeah. songs that you listen to when you're in like fifth grade, and you're like, I don't quite understand exactly what's happening in here or happening here, but I think I like it. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean like that, like in, um, scandalous, insatiable. Yeah, I put insatiable um, into the same category as. Scandalous. Oh yeah, man, there's like there's a couple of like they're just so. There's just this sex. I mean, it's like sex. Bro, they're they're erotic, bro. I don't. I feel uncomfortable even using the word erotic. As as horny as I am, I feel I say erotic, and I'm like, Ooh, I'm like titillated. But it's no, erotic. Man, it's, bro, would you say it's erotic? Is it erotic? Erotic, sensual, sexual, lustful. I mean, it's like everything. Yeah. It's um. It's you powerful. can. It's like funky. Like you can smell. Like you smell. Like you're in that room, right? Where there's like there's a person there who just had a bath, right? <laughs> But there's, but you can still smell them. You know what I mean? Like it's I just mean, like, man. bro, that's kind of intense. Mm. But you're you're so correct. He really those songs actually can stimulate all five yeah. senses, which is amazing. Oh, yeah. I mean, like that's how yeah. powerful this stuff is. Well, great. So, folks, if you're still listening, if you didn't tune out, um, you know, ten minutes ago, the idea of the show it's it's called the Prince Panel. We are basically going to be a panel of people discussing Prince songs and various uh, other elements of Prince, and basically just our love of the man. Uh, rest in peace. Just an absolute legend, the absolute most talented musician that probably ever lived. I'm looking forward to bringing up some of the stuff uh, from the past as well, um, like the time that me, Mark, and Charlotte uh, and her twin sister all went to, to a Prince concert, uh, Some back in the day when Mark and I argued about uh, Prince versus Jimi Hendrix. I just feel like there's going to be uh, a lot to talk about. But what I wanted to do to close out this episode here is I recently found out that Prince wrote a song for Kenny Rogers, not <laughs> not a not a love song dedicated to Kenny Rogers, but uh, he wrote a song that Kenny Rogers performed. I haven't listened to it. Mark hasn't listened to it. We're going to listen to it now and kind of do a little bit of a first reaction take on it. Does that sound good? Well, hold on. I got one question for you, Mr. Yep. Wavos. Yeah, what's up? Can I call you that or are you John? What do we, what do we call oh, you I'm right definitely now? Juan Wavos, bro. So Juan, Mr. Wavos, Wavos, Eggs, okay. J-Waves, whatever you prefer. Senor Juan. Yes, sir. Um, was this song written for Kenny Rogers or did Kenny just like steal it? Okay, let's see. It was as Joey Coco, where Prince collided with his countryside, writing the song You're My Love that was recorded by Kenny Rogers for his 1986 album They Don't Make Them Like They Used To. So I guess Rolling Stone uh, wrote a little ting 
um, about it. And let's just try to answer your question. Uh, the gambler had always been friendly to Prince's hometown of Minneapolis, making it a tour stop early on when few included it on their creative radar, and Rogers was a fan of Prince. He admitted years after the release of You're My Love that Prince was one of two artists he'd yet to see live but wanted to. Garth Brooks was the other. And that's the only time Prince and Garth Brooks have ever been put in the same category. Prince wrote songs for everyone from Paula Abdul to Sheena Easton, blah, blah, blah. I'm sure we'll be getting to that in the show. So I, I got the impression... Um, yeah. That Prince it seems wrote like he, it. I mean, if it was a new album, it seems like he probably did it for him. Or at least, I mean, he was aware, at oh, least. Then, you oh, know? my God. This just took a crazy turn. I can't wait to react to the song because it says, the song features vocals from Elda Barge, <laughs> which, according to <laughs> Prince Lore, are the only thing that remained from his original, oh, from his own personal recording of the track. This is, okay. Ooh. Folks, um, if you want more information on this, uh, Rolling yeah. Stone has written an article. I'm not going to read the whole article here, but this just got really interesting with the uh, the yeah. Elder Barge uh, monkey wrench getting thrown in. So um, let's see uh, let's see how it sounds. You got anything else you want to say? I was just going to say Elder Barge. There's like a whole category of artists from the early '80s, early to mid '80s, who have a certain a similar aesthetic. <laughs> You know, yeah, and, I, and hey, we're talking about Prince and like DeBarge and a few others. Like, are we talking about Jerry uh, Curl Juice? Or are we talking about like just, musical delivery? No, not musical delivery. No, no, just like the, um, the oh, you said yeah, the aesthetic. Yeah, um, ambiguous gender, non well, basically non gender conforming aesthetic, um, kind of shiny, greasy hair. But everybody took that from. Prince, I, I mean, I'm sure. I feel like he, as far as like black black artists, I mean, now Bowie, I mean, you know, if we want to get deep on it, but I think for for black artists, would you say that Prince kind of opened that door? I mean, you had no, someone like say, Grace no, Jones. No, no, who's, no, no, who's, no, 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 no. Okay. I mean, there's people. I mean, like Rick James was doing that too. Pre pre Prince. Yeah, but 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 I'm. But We're they, gonna have but to talk about that, Rick James on this we, show too. By the way. Oh yeah, we gotta talk about Rick. We gotta talk about Rick. We gotta talk about um. Because, you know, one of the things essentially about Prince is, I mean, I've I've heard a couple of interviews of his, and he, I think, later in life got more open about his influences and what he liked. Like, if you listen to early interviews with him, he's just like, yo, I don't listen to the radio. I don't listen to anybody. Like, <laughs> right, right, <laughs> you know, I'm yeah. just like this complete anomaly and disconnected from the universe. Um But, uh, you know, thinking about like his his influences and how he how he came to be, you know. Uh, I think it'd be interesting to to talk a little bit about too. Okay, uh, all right. Well, we will we will get into that. And you know, for the record, yeah. you just sent me uh, some some vintage uh, Elder Barge the other day on Instagram. Oh yeah, and it was I loved it, really man. good. They're, it was really good what you sent me. Yeah, they, Elder Barge, uh, DeBarge, Chico. I mean, they they're they're pretty amazing, man. They're they're doing some good stuff. All right. Okay. Here we go. Kenny Rogers, you're my love. Possibly featuring Elda Barge and written by <laughs> Prince. You want to know if I care for you? I'm already getting a slight, a slight vibe. Um, How can you stand there? 
Remember uh, Damn You from the uh, Androgynous album? Yeah, Damn You. But you know, I'm, to me it sounds like um, uh, Stevie Wonder, I just called to say I love you. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. This actually made it to the album? The Kenny Rogers album. <laughs> Obviously, oh, Prince never put it on one of his records. It's also got <laughs> yeah. kind of a Billy Joel vibe, too. It's interesting, though, about Prince songs is like, obviously, there's the song, the songwriting, the music and the lyrics and the melody. But then there's also just his production, because, you know, from Jump, like, he basically did everything on every album. Oh, yeah. And and that's and it's such a aesthetic to that that you can take a Prince song and, and like you know have Kenny Rogers do it. Oh, there's L. Oh, you heard him <laughs> creeping in the back there. I don't know. I heard somebody in the background. So like it sounds completely different. Like we haven't. I mean, I, I can't even really imagine what the Prince version of this would sound like. Um, well, I mean, no offense to the Gambler, but uh, I think you and I would probably both enjoy it more than um, this version. You're probably right. I mean, this is definitely like, uh, like remember back in the day when there were less musical genres, but there was a musical genre called soft rock. Oh yeah, yeah. I would call yeah. this soft rock. I wouldn't even really call this country. Would you call this country? This is not country. This is this is soft. no. This is this just it's just because it's Kenny Rogers who, you know, a little marginal anyway. Uh, but it's definitely soft rock. Do you remember that uh, my dad was Kenny Rogers' dentist? That it really is L back there. You can hear him. Yeah, no, I caught it. I caught it. it sounds like there's a female vocalist in there too in the mix. I knew that your uh, your father was dentist to the stars. I didn't remember which stars. You yeah. Know? So oh, I'm yeah, not that... surprised. I'm not surprised that Kenny was one of them, but I didn't remember him in particular. Yeah, man. Wow. You know, it, some nice stuff was said about Kenny Rogers when he passed away. Um, some stuff I didn't know. So, you know, he seems like a cool dude. Like he was a good guy. He wasn't like a yeah, shitty like rock really star. Nice, yeah, yeah. I mean, he and he was rocking a beard for a long time when it really wasn't cool for for people. You, you know? think it was because he was like super ugly under there? No, I think he was just comfortable and was like, I'm not gonna take a razor to my face for no good reason. I think it's all Elda Barge. I don't think it's a woman. I think it's just Elda Barge doing his um, his high, yeah, high uh, register. And like this part, this is not. This doesn't feel like a print song at all, man. No, it really doesn't. I mean, when I know that it is, I'm like trying to imagine it in his voice both his literal voice and his oh you know, but let me say one thing yeah 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 what just what just ha- th- that was at the end of the song oh yeah it's done bro so what just happened there that never happens in a print song like a he like never a fade just, out like that he never does that that cheap cop out stuff and just fades the song out he never does that man he always has an end to the song let's see how long that track was that was a whopping four minutes and nine seconds hmm. did not that's feel a, that long maybe because we were talking the whole time but i think the talking helps I have no desire to hear that song ever again. How, I, how about you? I don't either. No, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. 
Maybe only to like try to like look deep. Try like, to find the parts that are princey. Yeah, and be like, was that the barge? Let me let me run that back. But like, it would only be for detective work. I have no desire to listen to that again to yeah. uh, to glean any pleasure from it. Yeah. Did I use the word glean what? properly? I like using the word glean, but um, it's kind of make an it intense, your own, man. An intense, make it your <laughs> own word. <laughs> that's the you know that's the problem you know with kids these days. We people just make words whatever they want them to mean. Like you know I don't give you know fuck grammar right whatever. But like man, people pretty much you know all that's gone. We can pretty much just say whatever we want now. But look uh, for real, that's a, that's the way the English language has always been, man. English is a is a mongrel language. It just it just grabs up words from other places. It wasn't even written as like a formal language for for a really long time so make the word your own man do what you want speaking of making words uh your own do you know why prince does his thing with eyeballs representing the letter i and two representing the word two uh you being the letter u you know he's been very distinct with that uh like you know because yeah. one thing i loved about prince is that he you know he includes his lyrics and all his albums and uh yeah do you know do you know where that came from I have no idea, but it is definitely distinct. Yeah, maybe we could look that up. Yeah, let's, we can look it up. In closing, do you have oh. anything? Yeah, man, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up, bro. That's a see. That's why you gotta have somebody like me with his with his button like, on the. Uh, in closing, because we could we could talk about this shit for for hours and hours and hours. But we want people. We want to give yeah. people something to look forward to. So, in closing, is there anything uh, you would like to say? No. <laughs> <laughs> what did you just sound like? Right, you sounded like Christopher Walken right there. You were like, "No," <laughs> you're like, oh, "Wait," you know? I feel like Christopher Walken. Like his sentences, they always end. You feel that more is coming, but then it doesn't. I don't know. I mean, that's not the best impression, but you know, it's that uh, it's that that delivery. True. Word up. Uh, I don't have anything to say in closing. Folks, this is episode negative one of The Prince Panel, a brand new podcast brought to you by me, Juan Huevos, Mark Gabriel Little, and Charlotte Ammons that will feature the three of us discussing various Prince songs, what they mean, and exploring different themes throughout the Prince mythos. We look forward to you tuning in, and we'd like to give a shout out to Charlotte and say that... Uh, we're sorry you're not here, but we will see you next time on The Prince Panel. Peace.